Thank you for joining us on Vagina Talks. I'm thrilled to have you here and I want to have you everywhere we are. So I want to invite you to come check out the Patreon. That is where you can support, become a member, join the virtual temple, get behind scenes, all the good stuff, support this podcast so that we can keep bringing you the medicine, the free flow, the real, 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 real talk. Would love to have you as part of the community over there. Consider yourself invited. Come on over. I'm Samantha Rise, and welcome to Vagina Talks, where we speak about, to, and from vaginas. This is a show of alchemy, where we turn poison into medicine, disconnection into wisdom, and isolated wounds into communal peacemaking. Here's your host, Sophia Wise One. You already know everything they can teach you. You already know. I just want to take a minute to acknowledge that Vagina Talks understands that gender is fluid and dynamic and goes way beyond the binary of either woman or man, she or him, and that in fact it's a living and evolving thing that's actually personal, person to person. And that our bodies, even our understanding or the ways that we experience them can vary. It's important for me that that's something that has space here on Vagina Talks. And at the same time, I also am carrying this understanding that womanhood and the experience of the feminine and all of the female in the splitting of that binary has been injured, has been hurt, has been dismantled. And so I'm looking to have a space where the feminine and the female and the female body is reclaimed and respected and lifted and inspected and known as well as a space that goes beyond the binary and that acknowledges that these are limited constructs mostly put upon us and that we're in the process of evolving into something more whole and more true just wanted to say that some of my guests will use incredibly binary language for whatever reason from the places that they come from And I just wanted to let you know that Vagina Talks has a much wider understanding, and it's a living one. So feel free to chime in as we go along. Without further ado, today's episode. Hello, beloveds, and welcome back to Vagina Talks. I'm your host, Sophia Wiseone, and I am happy to be with you. I am constantly mesmerized by the complexities of our current world that we're interacting with, like the magic of technologies and the the, the damage or use of technologies and the uh, kindness and magnificence and deep healing and relationships that are underway and breaking through patterns and lineage and ancestors. And it's like all in this newness and like all in the midst of this like deep exposure of dysfunction and pain and damage. So I'm really just feeling that uh, immensity today and really leaning into right now the the truth and the effectiveness of all of the realms. So there's the effectiveness of touching and moving a physical object and there's also the effectiveness of, of dropping into the subtler, very real, very... Uh, 
tangible for some people, not even imagined, but a very visceral experience of what it is to interact with the, the subtle construction of ourselves. So I'm excited today. We have a guest that I'm really excited about connected through uh, the, the weaving of, of womb wisdom and womb celebration and, and tapping into all of that connected, connected through uh, Sama Morningstar. Um, I found this brilliant uh, being and teacher. I'm going to tell you a little bit about her and then we're going to jump in. So today's guest is Jonita D'Souza, a feminine lifestylist. I just love the way that sounds. An author and creatress of Exploring Femininity, assisting modern day busy women who struggle with burnout, overwhelm, and body love. That's a lot of people to reconnect <laughs> with their feminine and sensual energy so they can create a lifestyle that is fulfilling, nurturing, and ding, 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 pleasurable. Junita <laughs> is also a certified life coach, an NLP practitioner, master hypnotherapist, and combines the teachings of feminine mysticism and shamanism in her work, facilitating monthly moon circles, online workshops, and sacred feminine retreats. Anita, thank you for your work in the world, and thank you for being with us today. Oh, thank you for the very warm welcome, and how exciting here um, I am here to be on this Vagina Talks and talking about one of my favorite things in the world. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm so excited because connected to Summer Morning Star. She is a very dear sister, and we've been um, co-creating since many years, uh, supporting each other, and um, and then expanding our reach to other women like like yourself, who are also in this field of work. You know, um, all about um, bringing this ancient wisdom and all this forbidden taboo topics into the mainstream so thank you for your work and i'm so excited to talk to you today Ooh, feels good feels good so <laughs> i want to know what is um what's the like ancient knowing that is like up and active for you right now if that makes sense Ah, um, ancient knowing within me. Yes, within you. Me. Just like for yeah. you right now, like because there's, it's like. So I'll say a little bit more about this, which is like these yeah. practices, right, and yeah. these ways of being or these knowings yeah. um, that are are um, em like emerging and revealing and coming out more and more. They're like it's like there's it's like more and more being shown, right? And, yeah. and I feel like every layer that comes up and out is another layer of de-shaming and getting honest and clear about uh, the lies we've been told and the truths that have been hidden along the way, mm -hmm. you know? And, um, mm -hmm. and so I'm, I'm curious, what is um, like, what's, what's something that's like alive and coming through or recently come through? Like what's, what's like alive and active that's, that's coming up and, and revealing itself with greater clarity that you're, you're, so it could be an actual physical practice or it could be a yeah. emotion or a context or a framework. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to begin with, um, the whole topic in and around vagina itself, you mm. know, that has been um, very active, present and a journey of remembrance, I would say, since um, last couple of years, especially in my journey of exploring femininity. Um, as as you said, like all the demystification of all this 
forbidden practices, the taboo, the guilt, the shame. Um, as one goes through this journey of exploring femininity, you see there are layers and layers, and and then you reach this point where you know, okay, there is no more hiding, and you have to face that. And um, so for me, it's so I'm I'm so buzzing to actually be on vagina talks, be talking about vaginas because um, this has been so present since last two years, mm. um, specifically because um, it helped me heal my um, relationship to my body to it helped me to literally save my marriage um so what i am feeling right now is that the word itself is such a triggering word mm -hmm. that i just could not even you know, being grown up in India in a in a conservative family, I never even uttered that word. And it, now that I'm in the Western world, I was even banned from Facebook a few times for using that word. So, um, so kind of activism began in me, you know. And the more I started exploring um, this topic, um, I came across this ancient feminine Taoist um, practice of jade egg which is exactly what is very present right now. And I also realized even during those days, this is a practice that is 5,000 years old mm -hmm. and, and it was considered to be a forbidden practice. And only the royals were allowed to know about this. Anyone outside the royal family were killed, literally. And and just just finding this information and allowing it to sink through me, I realized how much of conditioning we all have, even until today, around this topic. And um, yeah, so this is this has been an ever-growing and ever-expanding topic for uh, me, I feel, and uh, more and more women that are remembering to honor their sacredness. Yeah. Awesome. I, I'm so grateful for kind of everything you just shared. A couple things come up for me. I just also want you to like tell more stories. But one of the mm -hmm. things that like comes up for me when you say this is this notion of the way I talked about this kind of like the like shame, lies, mm -hmm. bullshit that we were told and the like secret truths that are hidden in our in the stories or like the lineage from which we've been coming through, like all of us through these, you know, centuries, right? Yeah. And this piece of that a jade egg practice is reserved for royals mm. and this element of like the um, the like oligarchy, like people with power knowing yeah. what makes power and thus keeping it to themselves so that so, they can maintain yeah. the power. Um, exactly. And that like that that major tool of oppression and and mm. delineation of who gets the power and who has the authority over their own power. Right. Yeah. Um, so like that, that story is there. And then at the same time, this like deeper rise or this deeper story that we talk about in terms of that, it's like that's up in like pop culture. Right. That's like also up mm -hmm. in this like sacred process of like recognizing I am a queen. Mm -hmm. So it's also taking on this recognition of like there's a degree of like, yeah, it is meant for there is a certain degree of authority that is yeah. required to properly practice in powers of claiming power. 
it's like mm-hmm. it's it's not a before and after it's i think a continuation you know it's, a, it's like you yeah. have to respect and own that you have some power to even yeah. begin to practice to cultivate your power right yeah exactly so, and kind of also you know knowing your worthiness because a lot of us do not even feel or that we deserve you know something like this and and a lot of advantage has been taken through that um that expression of suppression i would say mm. of ours like not realizing as you said like this information for example this this Taoist practice it's it's five thousand years ago and it was pretty much developed by one of the kings and um i'd like to share a little bit story behind it please do I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, because um, I went deep into all those Taoist texts because I wanted to know what was going on. <laughs> tell us, tell us. I'm going to so lean back. Ba- basically, there was this um, emperor, and he's known as the Yellow Emperor. He was one of the first ones 5,000 years ago in China to have um, kind of brought in a lot of new technologies like you know the silk industry, herbal medicines, agriculture, and all of that. So um, what he did was like um, he would um, create teams in his um, empire, like like labo- labs pretty much, where he will assign people to go and find the best practices for herbal medicines, the silk industries, the agriculture, and all of that. And they started noting all those. Um, they started documenting all of this. And then he also created one not a separate group of. Um, uh, I would say like his advisors, which were three women of different um, looks and different body features and um, different um, height, size, weights and things like that. And and he he asked them to start experimenting with their sexual energy so that they could bring up the best practice for him. And and so this practice was developed literally by these three women Mm. and 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 they presented the practice of jade egg. And because the Taoist teachings believe that and pretty much this is, I think, one of the only teachings that that includes sexuality as part of spirituality, he was very open to integrate all part of it. And um, and he always knew that sexuality could be he always believed that sexuality could be one way of um activating or evolving ourselves to the next level so so yeah so they these three ladies they worked under his um instructions and and finally discovered the practices through several practices breathing techniques movement that the dub finally the jade egg practice was born and and then the information was presented to the royal family so that the queens could get access to it so that they have something like everlasting beauty and long life. And then the kings benefit from it by performing um, conscious sexuality with their queens. And anyone who leaked this information was killed. <laughs> so that was really fascinating for me to find out because um, right now, uh, if you look at the modern world, something very similar is happening, as you said. Mm-hmm. Like, like there is information, a lot of information that are kept to, to only a small group of, let's say, privileged people, mm-hmm. and and they are using it. They and and they don't want us to know this, because it's too scary for us to, you know, be empowered in our body. 
half of the industry um, mm -hmm. will will just vanish. They will not make this money that they're making on cosmetics and pharmaceuticals and all of those Botox and stuff like that. <laughs> so yeah, so nothing much has changed except that we are not killed anymore <laughs> for knowing this information. Yeah, that notion of like, I don't know whether or not we're killed. It's, yeah. a, it's, it's, it's what, what, what comes up for me is like, yes, it's like, it's, it's true, first of all, in, in my country, right? Like, yeah, I've like married and divorced a woman and I do, you know, spirituality ceremony based intravaginal pelvic floor work. And, mm. you know, like this, these are the things that I do, but there are still places on this planet where I would, I, I could be publicly I could have been publicly murdered and exactly. have it had it been like a reasonable expectation or, you know, or the understanding that if somebody really wanted to, you know, go after me that like via slander or whatever mm -hmm. it is that like the, the vulnerability of, of those things that there are still aspects that I, that, you know, it's like, I'm clear that I'm in integrity and I'm at the, at the moment, even still practicing within like laws and scopes of practice, mm -hmm. though, you know, it's that sense of like, though I'm clear that those aren't those laws, many of those laws around, uh, you know, sexuality or teaching, yeah. those things are not, they're not just, and they're not, um, they're not in respect of, mm. of people or their bodies or their autonomy or their power. It's not for health. It's not for well-being. Like, that's not what that <laughs> that's about, you know? Um, yeah. You know, so, uh, Yeah. Yeah, and um, growing up in India, I can still relate to, as you said, that in the West, it's still okay to openly talk about it and, you know, um, have a podcast like this. <laughs> right. But, um, but um, back home, no way. I would never have imagined. I, I have not even had, even now, I haven't had um, an open conversation with my mom about it, um, not because I am... Um, I'm, I feel ashamed or things like that, but I um, I don't get to see her very much, first of all. And secondly, um, that triggers a lot of things in her. Right. So, so um, and, and I was extremely nervous when I started talking about these things publicly because I knew, and, and especially doing Facebook Lives on Facebook, Facebook Lives on Facebook, <laughs> um, I was very, I was very nervous because I knew um, a lot of my friends from India and relatives will, will see and, and that's what happened. They, they saw these things and they were, you know, people were um, telling my mom, what is your daughter doing? Like, what is she talking? Like, how can she talk about all of these things? Like, she's she's lost the plot, blah, blah, blah. And then I was banned from Facebook. And the reason I was given was that I was talking about abusive content. So... It was really, really weird experience. So I could really resonate to the, the ancient story that, you know, we are not killed literally, but we are killed uh, in one way or the other in terms of our expression. Uh -huh. And um, wherever you are, I mean, um, you know, I am here in London, UK, and I still have to be careful in posting things like this on Facebook because they think it's abusive <laughs> and same is um, like a lot of experience from a lot of my friends who are in the field of tantra who, who, who talk about sacred sexuality right. most of them have been banned from doing ads and things right. like that on facebook and the instagram accounts have been closed and you know so there is a lot of um killing in in other um, realities i would say right 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 it's literally silencing 
right? Yeah. Is, 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 yeah, that's really, I can like take a moment to just, yeah, these are the, these are the cultural powers. It's interesting that you say that what that's touching for me is, um, uh, when Facebook kind of had a little bit of its blow up maybe about 10 years ago mm-hmm. and uh, and it was like it went from being like college students to like my mom is on Facebook, right? Like that process <laughs> yeah. that happened. Um, yeah. And then people were so upset because they would like go out and then pictures of them like drinking on Saturday night or like taking off their shirt at the thing or like, you know what I mean? Like the like wild notions. Yeah. Like, now it's on Facebook and my boss can see it and my aunt can see it and my ex can see it, like, like all of those things. And what I used to say is like Facebook is just like town center. Like it's just the town square. Like it's just like people <laughs> like nobody's business is private in a in like a community that talks to each other anyway. Like you think it was private, but your neighbor's like, I heard you. I saw I saw that person park outside your house. And then I heard the sounds that came out of that house when I walked my dog. Mm-hmm. And then I told my neighbor. And like so there was an element about it to me. There's been an element about it to me that's just like, yeah, it disrupts our ability to like be secretive when other people can share, especially with like pictures or share information that it's, it, it, it was a transparency of what it's like for people to live in community that maybe don't have the best agreements or understandings about how they share other people's information. Right. Yeah, um, exactly. And, and when you talk about this, it brings up this piece of like, whoa, like it's town center. And so to silence someone, mm-hmm. right. To, mm-hmm. to, to, to pull them out. It's like that, there is this like, whoa. And the, you know, one of the things that's been coming up for me with the most recent round of this, I think happened in December, um, mm-hmm. where it just was this massive like shutdown on a ton, a ton of our peers, just like just like files down and like accounts down and posts mm-hmm. muted. And it was yeah. just like whole wave. And um, and you know, I said one of the things that it's making in, inspiring us to do is to get more clear and clear and clearer about what exactly we are talking about. Mm-hmm. Because we've been in a process of using euphemisms, which creates a gray zone, which means bunches of different things get lumped together. So if mm-hmm. we say vagina, then whoever has their their connection with whatever that is, be it pornography or erotica or education or health or um, you know uh, clinical or spirituality, if we're just using these words that are, are – uh, generalized or euphemized, then um, then people don't know what we're talking about. And so there's yeah. a way in which the this like this generalizing and silencing happens, I think can can actually like galvanize or motivate us to be even more specific of just being like, no, there's a difference between erotis, like erotic poetry and like mm-hmm. understanding how to move your sexual energy. And then that process of being like, and neither of them are a problem. <laughs> Pornography no. is not the issue. The industry, the abusive industry, that's a whole other thing, right? Yeah. It's like, and yeah. and the abuse you can find in all of the circumstances and the like wisdom you can find in all of the circumstances. So let's get clearer and clearer about what we are actually talking about. Exactly. And and um, what I'm seeing is with, with working with um, women is that, um, you know, the abuse is like probably, yeah, to an extent, yes or no. But um, the, what the current or underlying issue is that a lot of us women, you know, feel hesitant to this part of our own body. And it is part of our own body. So can we just talk about our body? You know, like for, for women who have yoni, who have vagina, like can we actually start accepting that 
you know, it is something that is in you and it is a sacred portal and it is a gateway to your spiritual higher realms and it is there for you to, for a purpose, not just to, you know, have sex or not just to make kids, but it has everything in our body is given to us for a purpose and our body is magnificently made and what we're doing by talking about you know vagina and stuff is just you know addressing parts of the body which have been shamed for even mentioning the names right it's let alone what you can do with it right yeah we're not going very far like we're not like let's begin from basic (laughs) you know you know, I, I wasn't going on Facebook and, you know, demonstrating anything or something like that. I was just trying to talk about, like, simple thing about um, how many women feel embarrassed to just look at their yoni, look at their vagina. Right. Like, Which, right. And then it's like, and to look at their vulva, right? Yeah. Like, we don't even have, like, you know, it's like, and it's like, I'm just going to pause, like, and just mm-hmm. say, like, yet again, so many of us are just learning the anatomy, mm-hmm. the actual anatomy that we have, exactly. of, that the labia, that usually what we're looking at, unless you spread your legs real wide open and you like do like a, a like a pull up engagement and you can like really see in there, you're probably not looking at your vagina, <laughs> exactly. you know, which you can yeah. with like a good light and you really get in there and some mirrors, like you can get, you can, you can gaze up the vagina but most of the time what we're talking about um you know well not most of the time a lot of the time what we're talking about is the vulva or the labia or the clitoris or the clitoral hood um you know or the anus or the perineum right like it's like (laughs) we may even be talking about the perineum or the pelvic floor and people will still just be like well it's not my butthole so I guess it's my (laughs) vagina it's like my crotch, right? It's just like, but, yeah, yeah, you are so right. Like, you know, a lot of women do not even know the anatomy or um, what vagina itself is. For many of them, it's just like the entire thing down there is vagina, right? You know, and uh, even for me, like, I did not know about clitoris. Like, probably I've learned in my biology classes, and then I forgot. And then I, I had to relearn and relearn like what it is there for and where it is. And, you know, like exploring it by our own touch to see, like, mm-hmm. like becoming curious of like what really it is. Right. And uh, as you said that, yeah, we don't, we, we starting from zero here. Like we don't even know the terminology right. is right. <laughs> yeah. And, oh my gosh. And then it's like the terminology itself. It's just like, oh my gosh, there are parts of our bot, like parts that are just named after these like men that like, oh, yeah. did, you know what I mean? There's just, it's just the, like, oh my exactly. gosh. It's the, like, the I'm G not, fault. right. It's like, I am not, I'm not, I'm not calling it a G spot and I'm not calling my glands, whatever the, I don't even, I blocked it out of my brain. That's like, nope, that's not it. That's not what they're called actually. No, you're, nope, that's not what it's called. I, I was so furious when I found out that the G is the name of this surname of the scientist who discovered that spot. And I was like, oh my God, that is not what it is going to be called from now on in my life. And the, <laughs> so I, yeah. I started calling it the goddess spot. Oh, <laughs> that's a nice reclamation. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, 
No, the G-spot is going to change today. It cannot be this German scientist nope. inside me. <laughs> no <Nope>. way. <laughs> and it's like, I call it the, you know, it's often referred to as the urethral sponge, which is like not the sexiest term I've ever heard, you know, <laughs> nor is it the most sensual term I've ever heard, like just in terms of like, you know, um, but I don't, I also, it's like, it's not wrong and it's more accurate and it's a descriptor. And so it's all right. Like it's a, sp yeah. it's spongy and it's in a, it's a, I'm just going to like pause here, which is that the G spot um, that is often referred to is not a spot. It's like a, it's a channel. You go, <laughs> if you have a vagina, uh, you go inside. If you have a vagina that yeah. So, so there's this tissue up the, in the anterior, the front that feels different than the rest of it. And when we get, aroused that engorges with fluid as a way to protect a couple different things. And one of the things it does is protect our urethra um, are the place where our urine comes out. And so it, it fills with fluid and, um, and it becomes very sensitive. And so the engagement with that area, either as a stroking, like a come hither movement, as often people say, or mm. a swipe back and forth or in any variation of contact, um, uh, or, or a bodywork style, even not even just like aroused, but also a relaxation and like an engorging that can happen from a centering and coming into your own body, not necessarily an arousal that comes from uh, interacting um, mm. in an erogenous specific way, but a way that has the has a generative flow, the way that we can like activate or get turned on from a lot of things, right? So like this is this is what we're talking about. But it's like, yeah. like how many people, it's like, I want, it's like, raise your hand if you just learned more yeah. about the G-spot right now than you exactly. ever have. It's like, you have a lot of yeah. learning to do. And, and yeah. yeah. Yeah, like, as you said, I'm sure you didn't know this all your life. Yeah? No, like, no. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah. No. I had to be a woman in my 30s to finally find out and, uh, you know, all the explanation around all the parts, like the way I can actually relate to and understand, and which is why I, I started using the Sanskrit term yoni, because for me, that was much more relatable, which yes. is like with the vagina plus the vulva. So it's just not the vagina, but the area the vagina and the vulva that makes the Sanskrit word yoni and, and it has a greater significance, which is um, yoni itself is like called the sacred gate to the higher spiritual realms. And so it's vulva to cervix, right? Yeah. So that whole journey, that whole gateway is the yoni. Yeah. yeah. And it's really interesting through, you know, uh, if you talk about jade egg, then you may think that, oh, okay, it's a pleasure practice and da, da, da. But it's actually deeply restorative because um, right through the entrance of our yoni till, um, yeah, and all the way up is pretty much um, reflexology points, zones, just like our foot. So it pretty much begins like the, the, the kidney, the liver, the spleen, the heart, you know. So there are certain uh, reflexology points from right from the entrance all the way in. When the egg goes in, it kind of massages those centers thereby, you know, helping you for the better vitality and hormonal production, especially for women who are, you know, um, um, uh, who are in their later year, years of uh, adulthood. And this is a very restorative practice to maintain this hormonal imbalance because naturally our body reduces the production of hormones as we age. So it's just not pleasure. It's it's a lot. It's, it's actually vitality, you know, what I'm talking about. And yes. Uh, yes. yeah. Tell us. Tell us more about 
the the practice of so it's like so people who are just like I've heard of yoni eggs I've heard of you know jade eggs what's the thing can you give us a little like a little I don't know starter yeah starter intro recommendation some people have them like I bought one yeah (laughs) I know so many women I did a poll poll on Facebook and asked how many women have them and have use them regularly how many people do not use uh, or have not been aware and how many people have them and have never used it and the last option was was the winner of all uh-huh. so it was fascinating to see that women buy it and keep it in their altars or shelves and never use them but um the, the reason i like jade is because again when this experiment was done uh, by these three ladies three counselors of the yellow emperor they used various stones and finally found jade to be the best one because those days um this jade stone was considered more um as valuable as gold and besides that it was considered also um a sacred what would you call um a sacred high vibrational healing stone which is also very dense and um non-porous kind of so it's very so it's not going to break sometimes you know some women ask like what if because you have rose quartz it's got a lot of planes in it but this one is quite dense and because of its balanced energy it activates the liver which is really important to activate our life force energy Uh and uh, another good thing about this particular this dark jade egg is that it quickly adapts to our body's temperature um, so you know so you don't want a cold crystal inside your yoni you know so all of these ancient properties made this um like the best stone to begin with and which is why i always um advise women to begin with jade egg and once they once they feel experienced then they can try using different um types of stones and um this stone also was revered as the stone of heaven pretty much um, during those days, a stone of mystical wisdom. So, so hence the use of the jade egg and the practice began to be called as jade egg. But um, I think the, the, in short, if I have to describe the practice, it's, it's a process of placing the jade egg inside your vagina and then it is moved in such a way that it massages these reflexology zones that I talked about um, that enhances the vitality of different organs of our body and you put it in skinny side or wide side so you put it in so the the skinny side is pretty much uh, drilled sometimes some some women in the beginning like to use a drilled one so you can have a thread attached to it so so you can pull it off anytime you want um so so the thick side of the egg goes inside and there is there is a special way to do it because of course um you do not wanting you do not want to you know create another act of um you know uh, forcing anything into your yoni pretty oh, much yeah yeah because um you know there has been so many times that our yoni have been violated before by partners doctors and ourselves us. yeah uh-huh. so um so 
so there is a ritualistic process of of preparing yourself you know and asking for permission is something really important um i always advise that even like few days before you begin this practice start speaking to your yoni and you know start asking for permission it's just not like i bought this and now put it in you know it's it's a sacred ritual that um when you begin to honor your yoni to 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 activate its um life force energy you know so we have to be really respectful of permission here and um so so basically you put the big uh, big side in through certain movement and integration of um awareness our intention sound and breath works and in a way that it it then touches different reflexology points and I know that sometimes women don't feel anything when you put it in because it's obvious a lot of um, the muscles around there are numb anyways. Yes. It took me quite a while to actually start to feel like, oh my God, okay, there's something in, oh my God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, but what I want to say is that it's different from Kegels. It's just not doing push-ups and exercising of your vagina. It's, it's much more sacred. And um, once you go into this practice, you know, do it in a ritualistic way, like give yourself time in the evening, setting your intention and, um, you know, going into breath work, touching your yoni, maybe doing some uh, massage with the oil, sounding and and see when your yoni is ready or maybe it's not ready, you know. So and, and then going through the process is really important than just the Kegel type uh, of push ups and exercises. So that's that's the main difference. Very much. I feel so much more relaxed just having you talk about it. <laughs> I know some of my um, some there are some teachers out there. They they teach about this and they say um, they they share different practices. And I think once you begin to practice this, you will know what works for you or mm-hmm. not. Um, but some people share like um, practices like you can wake up in the morning and put this in your shower, you know, while you are in the shower, you can put it in. And um, I found that quite strange because, um, you know, I find that this is just not another process of, you know, like having a quickie, you know, (laughs) (laughs) you know, I always Um, thought quickies are like very advanced. You know, like to be able to do things like so well fast is the mark of like real true mastery, you know, like I used to, yeah, I used to just be like, someday I'll be able to have sex in less than six hours. Someday. (laughs) Until then, I'm just going to stop trying because like, yeah, there are times in my life where I'm like, wow, that was only a two hour process. That was fast, you know. I know I can like people I can see people being like what and I'm just like yeah like that's what it's like to listen yeah to really listen like and not for me especially with another person it's like just to listen to my own body that's like mm-hmm. that really yeah. it just takes some time let alone add another person in take, um, yeah take your time. time yeah and I feel that you know our our yoni it's calling for our attention yes. our time our presence our blessings I really yeah. I get that message a lot when I work with my mm. with my, my yeah. yoni and is this request of like I need to be blessed like I need to be honored like slow down yeah. and honor like yeah or be with it be like whatever it. it is whatever Just, yeah 
in the beginning of this practice, I was just crying. I was crying all the time. And I didn't know, um, there was not much of sadness, but I didn't realize how much of trauma I had. Um, I was in the middle of um, uh, almost broken marriage at that time. And I felt like, you know, like I'm not good enough sexually, things like that. Um, and I, I was just crying. Um, I started doing yoni gazing, which is just, you know, um, looking at my yoni in front of the mirror. I would light a candle and just look at her and cry. And uh, it was just happening automatically because I realized that how much I have not seen her in all ways, you know, not just physically, but in, you know, my entire life, I did not respect her. Mm. I did not honor her. I did not um, know her as a blessing, you know. And um, yeah, there was a lot of healing in just sitting with her without any agenda. It was it was the most uh, yeah, beautiful thing um, to experience. And through that, a lot of layers were peeled. And then I could feel like my uni was ready to go to the next level, practice this next stage and have this jade egg. And, you know, um, the, the breathing practices, the sensations began to come. Though I could, I could hear, it was like another you know, um, it's a sound of my yoni literally would speak to me throughout my day and in, in making right choices and decisions and the way I speak, the way I treat myself. So there was a lot of healing and all she required was the time and presence pretty much. So yeah, it's not a quickie process, I'm afraid. <laughs> it's so, um, so like I said, I do... Uh, ceremony-based intravaginal pelvic floor work and rectal work and genital work with mm. all, all bodies, all arrangements and um, of generative organs, this process of, of reclamation and, um, you know, doing the work on myself. One of the mm. reasons I got into being doing it therapeutically, besides the fact that I was already a body worker, um, was that I, I was so, there was so much trauma and pain for me that I couldn't, I did one internal session on myself and then mm. I, I couldn't go back by myself. I was too mm. scared. And so one of the things that I love about as you talk about this is like, you know, I may have had, a, and it's like, I'm so grateful for the, the path that I took through all of this. And there's a wisdom that you're talking about that I didn't have access to in the same way then of what it would have been like to just slow down because I was like mm -hmm. I I mean I was working pretty slow but to like sit in front of the mirror to light a candle to pray to do that with regularity to give that the kind of spaciousness that I like hope that I give myself now and that I invite mm -hmm. to give myself more and more is like that no agenda and no timeline you know mm -hmm. so it's like if I do that every couple days for months before mm -hmm. I want something to touch my vulva let alone mm. go inside or like yeah. touch across, right? Like what that was. So much of mm -hmm. my work was about finding that voice um, mm -hmm. and being able to hear her. Um, yeah. Just hear myself um, mm -hmm. in this space. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, yeah, that's, that's really healing. 
a lot of us women have um, so much judgment about the way it looks as well. Um, and I did too. Uh, first few days, I just could not even look at her in in like without you know like cringing my eyebrows and you know like I was literally like oh, okay I have to look at her and like oh it's like that oh no 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 I can't do that and 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 I just did not do it and I went to bed crying like I felt so bad about I don't know I had so much so many judgments and I just felt really bad. And I tried next day and it was the same. And the third day I was like, oh, maybe I should shave. Maybe I should do this, but, you know, and you have to give time for that judgment to pass mm. because we have, we are conditioned and, and believe me, the beauty will shine through. You do not have to <sighs> do anything. The beauty will shine through because that's, that's your sacredness, but you, you have to be present and, I read somewhere recently that now the number one um, cosmetic surgery is are, are the surgeries done on vagina. That's right. Um, yeah, exactly. I was so surprised. I mean, not that I was so surprised, but yes, right. like really. <laughs> yeah. Like a grief shock. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Um, yeah. I really, to hear you say that, like the beauty will shine through, like, it's just the truth, just the, mm-hmm. just the truth. Like that's it's just hearing you say that. It's like, yeah, like the slow down, you don't have to change anything to, mm-hmm. to see the beauty. You just have to be with it until the, and I, I also think we have in the way that we've been traumatized for centuries, um, mm-hmm. we have hidden our beauty. Mm-hmm from ourselves and from yeah. from each other. We've been trained to, to especially from ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. That to mm-hmm. to have it be a, a projection or a presentation or an outward thing. So to have to to cultivate the practice of seeing our beauty in our beingness in any aspect of ourself. Like any aspect mm-hmm. of ourself. And the other thing that I want to say here is like any formation of genitals. The the the, the work with the many bodies and and gender identifications that I have been privileged to to be with in this process of just like that is so shared too mm, of this notion mm. of like having this idea that they're supposed to it's supposed to be different or look a certain way mm-hmm. and that that there is this like ripe like raw perfect tender strong dynamic right like beauty mm-hmm. and life force that there's this space of life force and what it is to really slow down and and find the truth of our creative center when we're deeply listening. That's radical. Yeah, that's- yeah, that's radical. Exactly. Well said. It's um, and you know, it it's vitality as well. Yes. We 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 women. Uh, I mean, we go through a lot of stress. Every single person goes through a lot of stress on a day to day basis. And um, again, coming back to this this jade practice, um, it's really interesting to see um. In myself and the women that I've worked with and how they have reported and many other friends um, is that, you know, it's when when we practice um, the reflexology. So for me, it is pretty much the reflexology of the yoni. Yeah? It, it begins to create the lubrication of itself, you know, and that prevents us from a lot of vaginal discomfort that women have experienced or experience on a daily basis, you know, um, infections and fibroids and dryness. It's like you do the massage for the whole body from within. And um, 
I, I, I really want to break through this, this um, label that the jade egg is for pleasure which is yes, but a jade egg is also for well-being mm-hmm. and, and um, you know, it helps in p- reducing menstrual ca- cramps as well. And um, most importantly, you develop this relationship with um, your yoni that helps you to prevent this energy leakage that you, you know, uh, on a regular basis, we unconsciously do as women walking in around the world. Um, so I feel that we, it is it, it is important for us to start listening to our yoni, and um, you will be really amazed at her comments at times. And and if if you just keep a note on a <laughs> on a random day, like today, I'm gonna listen to what she's saying at different points. You will be really amazed, like what she actually asks through to come through you. And how scared we are to actually even follow that because sometimes it doesn't make sense. <laughs> sometimes you don't want to look the weird one out, but your yoni is is your sovereign expression. Oof. Yeah. Well, I just I think it's t- just it's there's there's a timeliness factor happening here. So <laughs> yeah. before I move to our closing um, questions. Is there anything else that you want to say before we move in that direction? Um, I just want to honor you, Sophia. I just really want to honor you for um, talking about it, you know, and and creating this platform because as we spoke earlier, you know, we are killed (laughs) by the social media in one way or the other. and, and, And the way you're sharing this work, I am so grateful. And you go, sister. Thank you. Thank you. I, I receive, I accept, and thank you. <laughs> and I also want to say a name when you say that, like remembering and lifting, like my heart is like, tell them, tell them too. It's like we're also being celebrated and we're also being resurrected and, um, mm-hmm. you know, that like we're killed on social media and we're being praised and remembered and celebrated and honored and we're in this time of like very um, rapid death and rebirth. Um, yeah, and so to just to speak to that because it's like that the part of the, the way that that it's it's it activates that trauma memory and it's like as long as that trauma memory starts to set us off, then we have healing to do. So it's not that I think we need to avoid saying it. It's just to slow down around when we say it and recognize that mm-hmm. we're we're healing, we're weaving. Like it's if you mm-hmm. like you know if you're listening and you hear those words and you start to check out and you don't know what the next sentence that we said was or you start to have a buzz in your head or your heart or you can't feel your root or you start thinking about a to-do list I encourage you to just take a breath and just be like yeah that's exactly what we're talking about and so mm-hmm. so to slow down um you know that that forcing that we made reference to earlier is like that forcing happens um not only physically with us but uh conceptually and language wise and um energy wise as we move through space and so what is it to slow down and to be in response and care of ourselves when that comes into our experience and what is it to be recognizing and aware and celebratory and saying yes more please yes when we're having mm. experiences of being honored and being listened yeah. to and moving at speed that that is that is intact right to to bring that to yeah. to honor what's not working and to keep our focus and the cultivation on what is and it's, it's a process <laughs> of keeping our eyes open across the board yeah mm. yeah 
Feels so good. Feels so good. Feels so good. So good. Jonita, thank you so much. I would love to know uh, my, you know, my second to last question is where can people find you? How do you like to connect with people? What's the invitation? What do you want people to know about where you are and what you're doing? Yeah, so um, they can find my website. It is exploringfemininity.com. And uh, or look me out on Facebook. I am very active in my Facebook group. That's also called Exploring Femininity. Um, you can connect with me on Facebook. I'm not on Instagram <laughs> yet because <laughs> um, it got shut down. So, um... <laughs> uh-huh. good job. I'm proud of you. <laughs> So, um, so yeah, connect with me on Facebook. Um, I share daily feminine inspiration and um, all things about um, creating your feminine lifestyle. Beautiful. Thank you. Okay. So our closing question is if you want to take a minute and just like <laughs> breathe. We're weaving this world. We're weaving a, a land of wholeness and our own beings and calling forth uh, that in reality, in manifested form, in the tangible world that we're interacting with. And my question to you is what's, what's one piece, what's one aspect, what's one element of the place that we're going? You know, something that we would see or hear or feel or know that would, that tells us we're we're here, right? Like, where are we, where are we going? If we don't know where we're going. We might end up where we're headed, right? So like, where are we, what is that focus? Like, what are we weaving? What are we calling in? Um, and if you can, if it works, saying it in present tense is bonus invitation. What are we weaving together? Just tuning into this. We are weaving together, as we breathe together, our own truth. The truth that is true to each one of us. And we are weaving the courage to hold on to our truth as well as allowing others to have theirs. in our truth yeah i feel that the word truth is just so 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 standing out right now for each one of us and um in recognition of the truth around you as well the truth around me you yes yeah beautiful i feel it i feel the intactness of that mm. mm-hmm. Janita, thank you. Thank you for being a blessing, a blessing with us today. And uh, really appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you so much. I love talking about it. I love talking to you and how you're holding space. And uh, well done. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And I hope that um, the listeners get to um, weave in together with us and um, take something practical out of it because I think um, knowledge is no more power mm. information is no more power it's it's the use of it so I, I really encourage women to be practical get practical 
that's powerful what you just dropped there just that was uh-huh it is the use of it the use of that knowing the acting on that wisdom is is yeah. the potency yeah wow. yeah awesome so that's the invitation my loves be did you want to say one more thing i heard a breath no okay, okay. Just, breathing. just breathing just breathing just breathing yeah. uh that's the invitation my loves to uh to bring it into action whatever that is to bring it into form to bring it into being um something that touched mm -hmm. you today and as always uh you know hit me up on instagram go check out my website uh shoot me an email sign up for my email list if you want to know about the things that are coming up and uh the small group pelvic floor initiations that i'll be offering this year are um the, the kind of those are those are invite through the, the people that are on the list. So I invite you to go check that out and, and join in and, and let me know what's happening for you. Just so much love, so many blessings and um, be well. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much. And thank you, Sam. Thank you, Sophia. <laughs> Remember, everything that we talked about in today's episodes will be in the show notes. So go there for links. For more content that you're going to love, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to this podcast. Share this episode with anybody you think you'll enjoy it. And share the love with a rate or review wherever you listen. And to find out about all the mad adventures I'm up to, check me out on Instagram at SophiaWiseOne uh, or come to my website, SophiaWiseOne.com. I am Sophia Wise One, daughter of the wind. I am calling you to rise up, rise up, rise up, rise up and take your place. Thank you, gorgeous. I am thrilled and grateful for your support listening to this podcast. I want to invite you to come check out the Patreon. If you think this podcast is the bee's news and you're grateful that it exists, I want you to know I'm grateful that you exist. Come join the Patreon. I call it the temple. We are healing. We are musicking. We are podcasting. We are together. Come check it out. You can find it through Patreon backslash Sophia Wise One or through my website, sophiawiseone.com. Y'all know you need to hear that, though. You know. If you don't know, now you know. If you don't know. Okay. Yo, I'm so excited about Vagina Talks right now. Don't pretend like you don't know this is the best podcast you've ever listened to. Don't pretend like you don't know. You know.